And welcome to today's episode of the Pipeline ACC Podcast. I am Dan Siegel from ACC Content. I am joined, as always, by Jason Gibbs. Jason, how are we doing today? Dan, doing great. I can't wait to get this interview. Exciting stuff. So today we are joined by Louisville Corner, Trey Clark. Trey, I appreciate you coming on the show. How are you doing today? Uh, yeah, I um, appreciate y'all for having me today. Um, I'm doing well. I just got back from my workout in. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you're definitely working hard this offseason. So, yeah, I um, appreciate you coming on, like I said, and uh, excited to watch you play this upcoming season. So, yeah, the first thing I'll ask you, you are from the 804 Richmond, Virginia. But when you were in the transfer portal last year, you actually settled to go west a little bit to Louisville. So talk to me about <laughs> that decision and why I decided to play for Coach Satterfield. Okay. Uh, yep. So I'm, I'm from the 804 Richmond, Virginia. Uh, what what um, was a big factor in deciding where I went to school was um, I was trying to figure out what was the best fit for me. Right. Um, so, you know, when I was at Liberty, I was only about an hour and 45 minutes from, from home. So transitioning and going eight hours away, uh, that was something that was, you know, tough for me. Uh, so but at the end of the day, you know, I spoke with my family. And, and I had to end up making a decision that I felt was right for me um, and, and for my future. So, uh, you know, we just we just spoke about it, you know, and I, I spoke with Coach Satterfield and uh, Coach Brian Brown, the defensive coordinator, and, um, and Shadon Brown that now at West Virginia. Um, we had, you know, we had all spoke, and I felt like we were uh, connecting on, on, a, on a good level. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was beginning to feel like the fit, um, was good and which it is for me, you know, and I was able to connect with them in a, in, a, in a good way. So, you know, just making that decision, I wanted to make sure that the hands that I was going, was going into was going to be good. And, and it was, so, you know, the eight hours away from home um, for me, you know, it is tough, but at the end of the day, I feel like it forces me to, to grind, you know, because there's no, there's nothing else. I can't just go back home, you know, I, and, and, and see my family. So so I just put my head down out here and just give it all I got every single day and grind. Trey, obviously last year was a, a tough year all around with, with COVID and, and empty stadiums, et cetera. And, and the Cards had a little bit of a disappointing year after an eye-opening 2019 Obviously, people around the Louisville program expect you guys to bounce back in 2021. Is there something in specific that the coach has emphasized in spring camp in order to make that happen? Yeah. Okay. So this this season, um, we're 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 basing on consistency, right? Uh, we have to be consistent. Um, we have to play on one accord. Um, we this this offseason, we've been a lot on trying to make sure that everybody's on the same page because, you know, you can't have a team and and, and not have a, you can't have a team and everybody is have individual goals. Right. Like everybody has to be focusing on that one goal to go in the same direction. You can't have everybody going on different paths. So what we're trying to do is, you know, create an atmosphere of uh, um, just wanting to be on the same accord, right? So uh, being consistent, you know, trusting each other, uh, respecting each other, all of that is the things that we, I feel like didn't have as much, but now we're, we're growing and that's a, 
to that even more. So instead of just having a couple leaders, you know, we're building our team to be a team full of leaders instead of just a couple of guys on the team that lead. So, um, so I feel like that too. And we've been working hard, man. Like we've been grinding. Like I feel like we've been grinding more than any team in the country right now. Like, and that's, that's facts, you know? So um, I just feel like it's been, the gas has been on the, um, there's been no, all gas, no brakes, you know? And I feel like that's what's going to separate us too, you know? And, and, and that's what I feel like is going to separate us this season when it's time to, um, to lace the cleats up and get on the field. Is there a player or two on your side of the ball, the defensive side from Louisville that you think has made significant strides, like just stands out to you every day in practice this off season that us, as spectators should really look for this fall? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to point anybody, anybody out specifically because I don't, I don't want to leave anybody out at all. Um, but I do feel like I, I hold defense as a whole. We have some freshman guys coming in um, that that's pretty good. You know, like Ashton, um, his name, Ashton Gelati, he, um, He's came in, um, Mason Riger, he's a, he's a freshman um, and he's a walk-on and he's, and as soon as he came in, uh, his mindset uh, completely just was off the charts, you know, as far as his work ethic um, and, and, and things like that, you know, he, he transitioned his body so well, I, I believe he gained like 40 pounds within a couple months of being there um, and he's, he's on the D-line. And I just think that our D-line, too, will be um, well put together more than people think um, it will be. This is more of a general ACC question. What has been the biggest adjustment from playing football at this level compared to either the high school level or even previously at, at Liberty when you played more of a G5 heavy schedule? Um, as far as high school to, to college, uh, the ratio of that is um, every week in, in high school, you might um, go against a wide receiver who who isn't, you know, all of that or, you know, not not fast or, you know, it's just different when you're in high school. You know, you're not some guys aren't elite, you know, but when you're in college, they're playing their best guys like they're playing the, the best guys they have. Uh, so you so every week, um, even if the player isn't ultimately like elite, he will be good at least you know he still has speed to him he still has some type of good attributes to him which makes him have a scholarship for one and play on the field so so that's the difference for me is every week there's going to be somebody that's good like every week and in high school I, I would say that that was kind of different like I didn't it wasn't as much competition too much like that in high school but in college I can't say every week I'm lining up against somebody who I will have to study and make sure I know the ins and outs of what they're going to do, um, how they're going to line up, what splits, what, like, they're fast, how they come out, they breaks, like, everything like that. So um, that's that's the main difference for me. And as far as, as, far as from Liberty uh, coming to the, to the ACC, um, I'm not cocky at all, but nothing, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, you're honest, man. But look, uh, obviously it's the goal of every college football athlete to get drafted in the NFL, and you've made significant strides towards that. How do you compartmentalize or balance the excitement of getting closer to living out your dream 
with the team's goals and the team's success? And is it ever a distraction or do you use it as motivation? It's easy to, I, I can say this, it's easy to get, um, you know, to allow all of the assignment of that become a distraction. But when you do that, um, that's when you, when you start taking, you start taking steps back and you don't start to achieve the goals that you want to set because you're too excited. Right. So what I do is, you know, it's a lot of buzz in the air about this and about that, but I really tell myself like at the end of the, at the end of the day, if you don't make plays, that's not going to happen. Right. If you don't show up to workouts every day um, and push your teammates to be better so that we can win football games, that's not going to happen. Like I can't allow, I can't allow the, the outside noise to affect me on a daily basis. Right. So I still got to grind. Right. I still got to put in the work that that is just that stuff that's out there. That don't matter. You know, what people are saying, what all, you know, critics say or, you know, the articles read, you know, it's nice to see it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if I'm not putting in the work every single day um, and not pushing my teammates to be uh, the best that they can possibly be. So, you know, it can become a distraction. But for me, I don't let it. Why? Because it don't matter. It doesn't matter right now. It's not um, in the in the in the windshield. Like it, it's just not. So, yeah. So if I were, if you were to write a Trey Clark scouting report, kind of like at the college level for what we're going to see out of you next year, what do you think is the best trait you've shown so far on the field? And what have you kind of been working hardest um, behind the scenes to improve? Okay. So it's easy to talk about the positives. So I'm going to start with what I feel like I needed to work on. All right. So, uh, Coming from coming from Liberty, I feel like um, I feel like now this year is the year where I'm actually learning, like actually learning the right right way to play corner, the corner position, right? As far as um, just becoming technically sound, right? Learning my playbook, the ins and outs, and knowing what even my my safety has or my linebacker has, I'm learning all of those different things that. I didn't know before, right? So I felt like the previous years of me playing in college, I felt like I was just playing solely off of my athletic God-given ability, but I wasn't maximizing uh, my my talent too, as far as diving in technically. So now I feel like this season coming up, I feel like it's gonna be more of a guy who is more technically sound, uh, a guy who has who tackles better, a guy has, who has put on weight, you know, now, you know, all the articles and stuff say 165. That was two years ago. I'm 180 right now. But anyways, but I have to show that I'm, I have a great tackle ability, you know, and I can play at the weight that I am. Uh, so, so, and what I feel like last year, you know, some things I was, I might've come too high out of my break or, you know, my technique just wasn't there. I had bad eyes. Uh, but I was always in position to make plays. But those are the little things that can separate from me, separate for uh, me making an uh, interception or a PBU or just a pat, like or just a um, tackle, right? So I feel like this year coming up for me, you will you will see better technique, better tackling, um, quick twitch, 
powerful coming out of his breaks, explosive, um, and just an all-around athlete. Um, and more swag, too. I feel like last year I had some swag, but this year it, you're going to see some swag out of me even more, you feel me? Because I just feel like that's just what I got to show. I got to show my emotions, and I feel like I need to do that more. But I will be disciplined still also. That's good stuff. Who has been the toughest guy in to cover in the conference so far, and who has been the toughest to tackle? Toughest got to cover and the toughest got to tackle. Um, man, I say that I give credit where credit is due. Um, the toughest guy that I feel like you know he had something to him was uh, Zay Flowers from at Boston College. I feel like you know he is a kind of shorter, shifty guy, so you know he he was a uh, kind of tough to guard. But um, but yeah, I feel like he was a good good wide receiver to guard go against. Uh, as far as tough to tackle, um, it's what's this guy name? He he uh he played tight end at uh at Miami, big guy. I forget his name. Revan Jordan. Um, yep, I think that's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's him. He real he real big, real big tight end, but he runs he runs like a wide receiver. It's crazy, but um. But yeah, I say Zay Flowers and and then a uh, guy from Miami. I say they they two great, pretty good um, players. That's yeah, that's good stuff too. Um, I'm sure the fan bases of those teams will be happy to hear that. But you know, you keep working hard and um, you know, coming out on top. It's good to see. But um, anyway, going to this upcoming season on the schedule, are there any games that you're kind of anticipating? more than the others now that we're kind of several months away from the season or are you already locked into week one against Ole Miss? Oh yeah I'm just locked in week one I haven't thought about any other games um 98 days countdown I'm counting down every day 98 98 days until kickoff you feel me I'm I'm, I'm ready I'm I'm gonna be ready I've been watching film already um so I'm tapped in that's that's the game I'm locked in on nothing else Trey, who is a guy at the next level that you admire their game and try and bring some of their elements into your repertoire? Um, I would say some guys at the next level. Uh, Buddha Baker, uh, Tredavious White, Jair Alexander, of course, Jalen Ramsey. Um, I can go down the list. But those are just those three guys are and Tyron Matthew. Uh, those those four guys are some some guys that I feel like are just elite. I'll give you one last question. This one for more of the RVA listeners. So I know you guys from Richmond tend to be very passionate about your hometown and your area. So give us a pitch to why we should. And, you know, I'm not from RVA. I'm from my um from New York, so much more north of that. But give Give me your pitch for why you should we should be paying more love to it, be paying more attention to it from like a high school football perspective, but also like you know a general cultural perspective. Okay, I can say Virginia, well Richmond, Virginia. Uh, it's a it's a diamond in the rough. I feel like uh, we have when we have people come out of Virginia, like they're good. Like we're not Texas, 
You know, we're not Florida. We're not huge. But we have guys that come out, and when they come out, they're elite. Like Kayvon Wallace, you know, he was at Clemson. Uh, you know, Maurice Kennedy, you know, he uh, he currently plays for the Cowboys right now. Um, Greg Dortch, who's at the Falcons, you know. Uh, and just as numerous more people that I could, could name, but those are just three right there. But, uh, but I feel like when we have people in Richmond that come out, uh, they 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 show up because I feel like we have a, a type of chip on our shoulders because we are slept on and people don't really um, you know try to recruit Virginia as much you know they go to the more area like areas of Texas and uh, Florida like that but I feel like when you get a guy out of Richmond Virginia I feel like you're getting a guy who is passionate about the sport they play and and driven and motivated. Because at the end of the day, we don't we didn't have anything handed to us, right? So I just think that um, you know, just the guys that come out of Richmond, Virginia, uh, and and some guys that come out of Virginia Beach too, I can name, you know, that that just just highly motivated and passionate and just ready and goal driven, uh, and 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 that's the type of guys you want on your team. You know, you don't you don't want guys who who, you know, are prima donnas or, you know, not going to have good work ethic, you know, or maybe a five-star, but, you know, I already go get a two-star who's who's going to give me maximum effort than a five-star who uh, just thinks he's all that. So that's the type of guys we got around our area too. But, yeah, because me, I did, I wasn't even a, a two-star. They, they gave me three stars when I got to, to college, so <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some of that I, I don't know. I can't give you an explanation for that either. I kind of just <laughs> what it is. But yeah, I appreciate you coming on once again, Trey. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch you play this year. And um, hopefully the people who listen can now keep an eye out for you because you're definitely a player to watch this season in the ACC and at Louisville. So, Trey, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Anytime. We most definitely can um, get on the call again. So, yeah, that was some great stuff from Trey Clark. Definitely enjoyed doing that interview, and I thought he brought some good stuff to the table. Yeah, I mean, I think Louisville fans, you know, like he said, they're, they're, uh, they're kind of a diamond in the rough, and so Cards fans have something to be excited about. Definitely keep an eye on him this year. Moving up the charts. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely on the Trey Clark bandwagon. If you've been following my account, I just hope that everybody else could see it and jump on as well. But I guess they will soon enough. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the Pipeline ACC podcast. Um, you know, we will once again continue with offseason interview like content players and coaches send in requests uh, through my DMs. There's I have no problem with you doing that on my ACC content page. I am Dan at ACC content. Jason is at pipeline underscore. So you can talk to either of us. Both of our DMs are open if you have any suggestions or you could just reply to anything and we'll get it in our mentions. But yeah, we encourage the interaction. So with that being said, thanks for listening once again and we'll see you next time on the Pipeline ACC podcast.